Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to uh, Tuesdays with Terry. My name's Terry. I'm your friend. It's great to be here again. We're live from Austin, Texas. I, I'm talking to many of you guys out there and some of my followers, some of my fans, and they're, they're saying, oh, I love that, that phrase you used at the beginning. But I tell you, it's it's hot here in uh, in Austin. The sun is hot. The, uh, the barbecue is sweet. And let me tell you one thing, the drinks are always free. Uh, come on over. We'd love to have you come visit our town. Come and see us. But in any case, I want to start by telling you something a little funny. It's a funny story about a guy that was walking along the Grand Canyon edge. Uh, the precipice was about a 500, 1,000 feet down, and sure enough, he stepped on some gravel, and bam, he uh, fell over the edge. But fortunately for him, he uh, caught onto a branch about 20 feet down, and the wind is blowing. He looks down below him, it's a thousand foot below. He looks up, it's 20 feet to the top, and he says, hello up there. Is anybody up there? And a low, deep voice comes and said, yes, I am here. It's the Lord God. All you have to do is believe in me and let go of the branch, and I will save you. He looks down below. He looks back up at the top, 20 feet up, and he says, is there anybody else up there I can talk to? <laughs> um, funny story, but a lot of truth in that story is sometimes we don't always want to believe. Sometimes uh, what we really need is just a little bit more trust. And that's really what I want to talk about this morning is I want to talk about culture. I want to talk about trust. And I want to talk about how to build trust. Uh, because shared culture is really based on shared trust. Can I trust you? And can you trust me? So I want you to role play a videotape back in your mind about a few things, but I want you to think about one time in the past in your life when you were on a team. I want you to think about being on that team and when you really, really performed your best. What words would you use to describe how you performed or what was going on within that team? How did it look? How does it look? How did that feel? How did it feel to be part of a winning team? Let me ask you this question. What was the level of trust on that team? Let me ask you this question. When you were winning in that videotape of your life, something that you were really successful at, sometime when you were on a team, let me ask you, was it about your training that really brought you through? Or was it about the trust you had between your fellow teammates? Or maybe a little bit of both. Think about teams you're on now in terms of work teams. And we know this about high-performing work teams. High-performing work teams have a high level of trust. But think about the work teams that you're on right now and think about the, the relationship between leaders and subordinates. And what are those common attitudes? What are those common behaviors? And let me ask you this question. What is it, if I ask you, what is it that helps you build trust today with your fellow teammates? Would you be able to speak to that? Can you remember a time when you were on a team when there was not much trust? Can you remember a time when you were on a team in sports 
when there was not much trust. Maybe you were the rookie of that team. Maybe you were the newbie on that team and you didn't know anybody else on the team. They didn't know you. And so there was a lack of trust, right? What did that feel like? And today, when you walk into work and you think about your team, you think about the teams of your superiors and who you report to that team. And then you think about the team of your subordinates and who that team is. How's that level of trust between those groups? What can you do today to be intentional about building trust with your team? And so I want to talk to that today. And it really begins by welcoming a new person on the team, believing in that person, and also communicating to that person that you have a belief in them and that you are gifting them your trust. So you say, well, that's interesting, Terry. So what? Now what? Right? So let's talk about that. Let's talk about trust. Let's try to dissect it just a little bit. And trust starts with you. And if you've got an issue with trust on a team or issue with trust amongst the team, I think the first place you start, and I say this many times, what's the most important part of the sales process? It's you. What's the most important part of trust? It's you. Do you invest in yourself? Do you trust yourself? Do you say what you're going to do and then do that? You know, say what you mean and mean what you say. Do you discipline yourself? I'm going to get up at five o'clock this morning and I'm going to go work out. The alarm clock rings. You hit the snooze button once. You hit the snooze button twice. You hit the snooze button three times. You say, forget about the workout. I got to get up and shower and get to work. That's called discipline. And when you don't discipline yourself, you don't trust yourself to follow through. There's another one following up. Do you follow up? Do you get back in a timely fashion on your emails? Do you get back and in touch when people leave you messages? You must exercise trust in yourself, believe in yourself, discipline yourself, stay true to yourself. You've heard it a hundred times, right? Be true to yourself. Mindset really matters here because if you're not trusting yourself and believe in yourself that you are who you are, you are doing what you say, you are following through, you're you know, meeting your deadlines, it's gonna be hard for you to believe that anybody else could do that too. And so, like a muscle, trust within yourself, you've got to exercise it. You've got to give yourself time and set some discipline goals. Maybe it's exercise. Maybe it's work goals. Maybe it's relationship goals. Maybe it's financial goals. You know, you say you're going to put some money away this month. You're going to start saving. Paycheck comes. Got the bills, the bills, the bills. I'll start saving next month. You're procrastinating. So, you don't trust yourself to live up to your word. Number two on dissecting this is what happens when you start trusting yourself and you start trusting other people? Man, it's a sense of freedom. It is a sense of freedom. You have higher levels of confidence. You are more at ease. You get loose and you produce, man. I'm telling you, it's fun. It feels good. You have no worries. All I'm suggesting is, is it sets you free. When you're not trusting your team, you're not trusting yourself, you're second guessing, you're thinking about what the other person is doing behind your back. Is he gonna follow through? Is he, is he got an angle? What's really happening? Number three, leaders are the bank of trust. Leaders, man. 
You are the bank. And I want you to think about trust as a banking relationship. Uh, for all of you business folks out there, you understand banking relationships, right? You go to get a loan, there's terms, there's conditions, there's interest, there's penalties. All of that is true in the game of trust. You lend trust and you secure trust with your subordinates. You see, trust is about interpersonal relationships. It's not about transactional situations. It's emotional. And, and when you have trust, that subconscious mind, again, like I said, it is, you're at ease. And what happens is you're always, always, always thinking with your heart and your mind. Can I trust you? Can you trust me? And number four is really about, it's about human beings, not hardware, right? Uh, it's about the inter trust is all about the interpersonal relationship. People buy into people. People don't buy companies. How many times have you heard people don't leave companies? People leave people, right? I'm just telling you, it is a interpersonal situation where you make deposits like currency. It's an emotional currency. You make a deposits and you also make withdrawals on your trust relationships with other people. It's a contract. Number five, it's a contract and it has terms, right? Just like the loan, except this one is not in writing. It's unwritten. Your trust relationships are unwritten. You know this, you get a loan, you got to make a payment and it's got to be on time. It's got terms. Make sure with your teammates, both above, below the teams that you're in, you have really, really clear communication and everybody understands what the expectations are because that creates trust. Who will do what by when? So if that's, if all that is uh, true, number six then is trust requires some accountability. Isn't that true? And in account, it, it, you need accountability in the right way. You know, so do I trust you? Yes. Do I trust you to do your job? Yes. Do I trust you to be where you're going to be? Yes. Do I trust you to do what you said you were going to do? Yes. But the accountability piece is trust, but verify. I'm not talking about micromanaging. I'm not talking about picking up the phone. I'm not talking about surprise visits. It is an art and a science in the game of trust. Trust, but verify. You got to check in with them. How are they doing? And then you have to check in and up on the work that they're doing. Well, number seven is what happens when trust is broken. It's very difficult to repair. It's hard. What causes it? Lying, cheating, unfair advantage, law breaking, all causes mistrust, shortfalls. And many times it is irreparable. You can never, ever get it back. Know that when you're making decisions in your own personal life. Know that when you're making decisions in business and in relationships. When you make certain decisions, you can never, ever repair it. But it doesn't mean that everything is irreparable. Some things are acceptable and some things are unacceptable. Isn't it true that both you and I are human beings and we do make mistakes? And if you're a leader, then forgive. If it's acceptable, the mistake that happened and build a bridge 
to move forward, to rebuild and repair the trust. If you have been making deposits with your team for trust, then you can follow up and hold people accountable and you can be a little bit tougher on them and you can make a withdrawal or you can be a little stern or you can hold them accountable. That's when you do a withdrawal. But as long as you have that trust relationship, you can make that happen. Remember, people make mistakes and many times people deserve a second chance, sometimes a third chance. Last piece is number eight is trust is earned and it is given. So initially when a team player enters the team, they put the uniform on. We need to believe in that person that they're here to do their best. When a person comes to go to work for you, you have to believe it is in their best interest and your best interest and in the company's best interest that they are here today to do what they are supposed to do. They are here to do their best. They're here to meet the expectations of the job. That is a gift. It's also earned and that comes through trust and verify, but you gotta believe in people. You gotta take a risk, right? What do we know? Human beings are going to let us down. It's happened to me multiple times in business. It's happened to me multiple times in life. People let you down. And that creates situations that are uncomfortable. And remember this in the game of trust. You may not get paid. You may not have reciprocity in trust. But I'll guarantee you this. If you don't put forth the hand of trust, you don't put forth the hand of friendship and you don't give that belief in other people, you'll never be able to get that and get other people to give that back or provide that back to you. So now what? You say, so what, Terry? That's interesting about trust. Now what can I do about it? I want to give you six things that you can actively do right now to help you build trust. Number one is what can you do? You can communicate better. You got to be honest. You got to be clear. And communication, 85% of problems in organization are due to communication or the lack thereof. So this has the strongest effect on people is the way you communicate with them. Number two is in your relationship. You gotta make, get connected. And when I say connect in a relationship, what I'm talking about, and this is work as well, it goes beyond yourself. It is about making a friend. And what do we know about work? We know that people at work that have a close friend, as long as they have somebody who is a close friend at work, the chances of them leaving work are rare to slim. Number three is integrity. And integrity is all about your actions. It's not what you say, it's what you do. It's about the stories that you tell. What kind of stories are you telling about the past and the company? And what are the conversations that you're having? Everybody reads into your personal integrity based upon those three things. What are your actions? What are the stories? And what kind of conversations are you having with people? Number four, you got to be persistent. You can do this now. These are the actionable items that you can do to build trust. You need to be persistent. Maintain actionable items of deposits of emotional currency to people. And don't give up on that. Don't give up on people ever, even if they let you down. Repair that trust, get back into it, go forward. Number five is the accountability, right? Those are the actions that speak louder than words. Be accountable, hold people accountable. If they said it, follow up and make sure you verify that they did it. And number six is consistency. Try to create routines. We do something in our organization called Tuesday's training. That kind of came out of Tuesdays with Terry, but every Tuesday is a training day. We do monthly kickoffs where we reward, recognize, do pep rallies for folks. 
We do closeouts. When you create routines or traditions around certain things and you do that consistently, it creates trust. We're going to have training. Are we going to have training this Tuesday? Yes, we have it every Tuesday. That creates consistency and that creates trust. And remember to keep the trust that you earned. I'm going to wrap it up with a Lou Holtz uh, little video. I don't know if you ever saw it a while ago. This was a number of years ago. I saw a Lou Holtz video. And uh, great, the great football coach of uh, Notre Dame and, and many other schools. But uh, Lou Holtz had a video. It was called Do Right. And he talked about uh, three things. And the three things Lou Holtz said in your life, you know, do what's right. Do the best you can and treat other people the way that you want to be treated, right? The golden rule. And he said, if you do those three things, then that will answer these three questions that everybody has of everybody. You have them of me, I have them of you, leaders have them of followers, uh, husbands have them of wives, uh, all relationships have them, work and personal. And these are those three questions. Number one question that we ask each other in life is, can I trust you? In the sales process, it's, it's that question. Can I trust you? Number two is, are you committed to excellence? Are you really committed to doing the absolute best you can and committed to being excellent? And number three is, do you really care about me? The question, can I trust you, is answered by you doing things right. Did you do the right thing? We all know in our mind if it's right or wrong. Do the right thing. Then people can trust you. Are you committed to excellence? That question gets answered by, did you do your best? And the last piece is, do you care about me? People know that you care about them when you treat them the way that you would want to be treated. You got to build those levels of trust. Can I trust you? Can you trust me? My name's Terry. I trust you. I'm your friend.